You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Ryan Andrews, your host from jaysfromthecouch.com. Back with you in a place that is not a church parking lot where I recorded last night's episode of Locked on Jays, which if you want to check it out, it is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts, be it Himalaya or Spotify or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to get it. It actually had some very prescient things about last night's game. And it talked about the base running gas. It was still a little fresh. So if you want to go see it, listen to it, it's going to be very hard to see it. But we're going to talk about similar things today. We're going to talk about the Blue Jays' new offensive hero in the second half of this podcast. But I figure we should start with the guy who's been in the center of both these victories over Minnesota. And that is Teoscar Hernandez. Hernandez had the big clutch hit again as predicted when in the seventh inning he had a two RBI single for the Blue Jays that put them on top for good despite Ken Jennings Ken Jennings oh my god Ken Giles coming out with a bad back and not looking great but doing enough but no Teoscar was in the center of it again and I think it's a good time to look at what Teoscar has done so far this season to, again, prove that he is a part of the future for this Blue Jays team. And I want to start with the hitting because the hitting is obviously his calling card. It's, It's what's been his calling card for the entire time he's been with the Blue Jays. But... He, he actually didn't have a really good night before that hit. It's similar to yesterday or the game, the day before. Like, Teoscar seems to kind of lay dormant a little bit. It's been contributing to the Blue Jays' struggles in the first half of games offensively, but he seems to wake up a bit and, and get a bit of adrenaline going and that enables him to find the hits when he needs to later later in games. And we'll talk we'll talk about some of the things he's doing a little bit, but he's been worthy of that number 5 spot in the Blue Jays lineup, which I mean that's not saying much, but what he's been able to do at the plate when when he's in those situations, I don't know if he talked to Ryan Goins or something, but He's been able to kind of sit back a little bit and, you know, wait a little bit more and and be able to drive the ball, which the Blue Jays don't have in ready supply right now. So anything to Oscar gives in that regard is huge for this team. And again, it will serve him well going forward. The big improvement I think a lot of people are seeing is on the defensive side where, yeah, for some reason, if he's not wearing his glasses, he can't see a ball and it just clanks off his glove. But when you look at how he was able to quickly track down that Byron Buxton hit in the bottom of the ninth that would have tied the game for Minnesota had it been 
anyone other than CJ Cron who rounding those bases, which we can briefly mention. That was a huge play actually right before that when uh, the Blue Jays got the force out from from Cron and went to second to erase Jonathan Scope, who came in to pinch run and probably would have scored on on that play. Scope has much better wheels than Cron, who is a lumbering first baseman. And yeah, Scope probably slides in under that tag, but it was a great job by Teoscar to hustle that down and make a perfect throw to cut off Manfredi Galvis. And then Freddie, obviously, you know, he's paid for his defense, just a, a laser to Danny Jansen to end that game. It was a great defensive play to end that. And it, it shows the kind of strides that Teoscar has made where he can start using that cannon a little more. Um, we, we saw that with the, uh, with the throw to get Max Kepler at second base. Like, like he, he is a, He's working on being a plus um, outfielder. And that play in the first inning shows what he can be. And, and if if he can do that, if he can show, you know, he, he's not going to be a Nelson Cruz type. He's not going to be locked in, in a, a DH role that is so huge for what the Blue Jays can do in the future because it keeps that DH spot open. It means they can keep rotating people through, which I think is a big goal for this Blue Jays organization is to have that space available for guys to kind of run through. But then we have to talk about the thing that Teoscar still really needs to work on, and that is his base running. His base running has been atrocious. It went around the world yesterday when he got picked off first base on the 3-2 pitch to Brandon Drury. But we saw it again in a lesser kind of kind of situation when he hit that go-ahead single when he drove in um, Sogard and Gritchuk. He has to be aware who's ahead of him in in that situation, right? Like like Sogard can run. We saw that he stole third. He he can run. Gritchuk can run. Justin Smoke is slower than C.J. Cron. You can't force him to try and go from first to third on a single. It's just, it's not smart. It's not what's in Justin Smoke's tool set. So he didn't have much of a choice the way Teoscar was chugging around on that hit. So he had to go for it and it was thrown out pretty easily. But that that just speaks to the kind of lack of awareness we're seeing from Teoscar Hernandez on the base paths. And maybe that is an instance where he he needs to be more in tune with the game. He needs to, you know, he needs Mark Budzinski to, like, snap his fingers or something. Just be like, hey, 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 pay attention. Like, or or have, be aware of where he is in the lineup. You're hitting fifth. You're going to be behind Justin Smoke. You can't put the wheels on if Justin Smoke is ahead of you. It, he just needs to, to work on that a bit. But right now, like so far this season, he has been pretty much what, what's been advertised, but there's been significant growth on the defensive side. And I think that's the big thing for Teoscar this season is get better defensively, get to be 
the guy who can get guys out from the outfield like he did. So in that regard, he's he's doing well. He just really, really has to work on not running into outs because that's, that's going to hurt this club. You can't afford to give away outs like that. But what you can afford to do is give Blue Chew a try. That's blue, like Blue Jays. It's the first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's going to work for you when you need it the most. And you can take it any time, day or night, even if you just ate a big meal, you know, had that second piece of chocolate cake. It, it's going to work for you because it's chewable, so it works twice as fast. So you can you can go and do whatever. You want to thank your significant other for a lovely meal. And it's prescribed online, so it ships straight to you, your door in a discreet little package. So there's no hemming and hawing at the doctor's office about, about not being able to perform. There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy and getting the stink eye from the old ladies, which I know I mentioned that a lot, but that... They, they are very judgmental people at the pharmacy. But they see you standing there just like, what? What are you looking at? Anyway, that's, that's the best thing of all. There's no awkwardness with Blue Chew. It's made in the USA, prepares and ships directly to you, so it's going to be cheaper than a pharmacy. And if you visit BlueChew.com right now and use the special promo code MLB, you get your first shipment for free. You just got to pay the $5 shipping. So... Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Get to try it for free. It's a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back sipping on my Zevia. Zevia doesn't sponsor this podcast either, but I, I got to get a beverage deal at some point. The way I'm drinking all these beverages, they, someone's got to gotta step up to the plate here. I'm, I know it's a family show, so Mike's isn't going to do it, but Zevia, come on. You know, I buy, I buy your cans for a dollar at Sobeys. You can at least, you know, throw me a case or something. So just something to think of. Anyway, the other big news for the Blue Jays last night was the debut of of the second goggled member of this Blue Jays team this season. And that was Eric Sogard called up from Buffalo to um, replace Lourdes Gurriel. And it was really interesting to see him deployed in the leadoff spot. I think a lot of people were just like, oh, here we go again. But... You can't argue with the performance that Sogard had in that game. He was three for five, scored two runs, had a stolen base, and was just everything you want out of a leadoff man. He was getting on base. He was working pitchers. He saw 29 pitches in five at-bats last night. That's an average of almost six pitches for bat, per bat. Um, That is well ahead of anyone else on the team. And 
you you kind of saw that ripple effect a little bit throughout the lineup as well. You saw Randall Grichuk and Justin Smoke combine for five walks. They also saw a high volume of pitches. Those were the only three guys to see more than 20 pitches from a Twins hurler last night. And like Sogard was so good at at even just doing those little things, those professional hitting things we talk about on this podcast, like choking up on an 0-2 count and just knocking the ball the other way for a single to get on base. Working a pitcher who you know is not good. Let's say that. Kyle Gibson's not been good the past few seasons. So just working a pitcher like that and and getting, getting a pitch that can be driven the other way. And... Again, just seeing that kind of be contagious, seeing some patience from Blue Jays batters for a bit, at least at the top of the lineup. Like, like Teoscar, as much as we praise him, he saw 11 pitches last night, still did damage on him, but, and and actually there's a walk in there too, but what can be said there? But you, you see that kind of, kind of professionalism from a veteran player in, and, you know, you think to the words of Marcus Stroman, you, you do want to have these veteran guys in there to help the younger guys learn these tricks, learn how to be a professional hitter, learn to work pitchers like that. Didn't work for Socrates Brito because Socrates Brito is beyond saving. And we're talking about pitch count. Socrates Brito saw 12 pitches, swung at 10 of them, got three strikeouts. Absolutely abysmal. Get him off this team now. I don't care if Anthony Alford's not ready. I don't care if you have to find some other quad A guy to sign. Socrates Brito is not a major league player. Stop trying to make him one. Just, just frustrates me. But maybe he goes down to activate Ryan Tapera. But <laughs> yeah, Socrates Brito. No, we're actually going to keep talking about him because we found out Socrates Brito set a record last night for most played appearances to start a Blue Jays career without getting it out, passing the venerable David DeLucci, who I forgot even wore a Blue Jays uniform, the former Diamondback and Rangers outfielder. Um, so congrats. This just a bad trend with ex-Arizona outfielders, I guess. Maybe we should not deal with former Diamondbacks in the outfield. They end up being snakes at the plate. So, yeah. And we'll we'll briefly touch on Aaron Sanchez, because Aaron Sanchez pitched six innings. Obviously, the three-run home run to Eddie Rosario was the big blight on his night. But uh, he, he, he was a bit more efficient tonight. He needed 89 pitches to get through six innings. Still walked four which he can't he's he's gotta be able to to locate the plate a bit better than that it just compounds the errors when you do give up those home run balls so a mixed bag for sanchez we'll see what he has in his next start which will probably be the finale of that series against oakland and oakland's a good hitting team so sanchez can't afford to be all over the place they're going to torch him Chris Davis is insane right now. And good Chris Davis, not Baltimore 0 for 57 Chris Davis. But he you just you, you want to see him actually use the stuff he has effectively. Like 
like just be able to locate and and that was the other thing we mentioned giles with the bad back he was all over the place too which is a little worrying you kind of hope they don't need him the next couple nights so he can rest that back but hey joe bg he's still back there he's he's the savior of the universe so it'll be all right if giles needs to take a little time off i'm i'm actually very comfortable with the way joe bg has performed this season so i wouldn't be too worried actually if it came to that but we are coming to the end of this podcast i want to thank you all for listening again if you're not subscribed why not you can do it on himalaya on spotify on stitcher on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts you can tell your device while you're in the car just hey play locked on blue jays and it'll do that because of technology and stuff and if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Um, follow the podcast at Locked On Jays on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And if you didn't check out Jays from the Couch Radio this week, I'm a little spotty, but I'm on there. And it was a lot of fun. I made some inappropriate jokes because that is less of a family podcast than this one. So was a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking to Sean and Karen. So check that out. And yeah, just again, thank you all for listening to today's episode. I've been Ryan Andrews at jasonfromthecouch.com. And y'all take care.